Hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by my race of atomic supermen. First of all, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the numbers guy, the uh, ruinator, and the contrarian Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? I'm awake and I'm here. That's all you're going to get today. We'll have a quality podcast then. <laughs> well, first time for everything. And of course, the uh, man who's always wrong and with the whole of his collection, the pictures guy, the clown person collecting, and the dirty old geek. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Looking forward to the nap. Yeah, we are. This is low. This is just low energy today. All right. Well, I'll do the heavy lifting. I am, of course, the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and gentlemen, I have meddled in God's domain. And welcome to another issue. Brian, do you have some news to pep this thing up? Go, Brian. Oh, gosh, yeah, I do. We had a couple deaths. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus. Lucky bastards. They get to sleep. <laughs> uh, the first one, and I think the big one for us uh, in the geek world, is Louise Fletcher. Who I mentioned last week. Yeah. But we didn't mention that she was Kai Wayne in Deep Space Nine. Missed that. Yeah. But she's still dead. Uh, and the other one is Coolio. Fantastic Voyage. Far better, a far better single in my opinion than Gangster's Paradise. I enjoyed Gangster's Paradise. And uh, he threatened to kill. Weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. For Amish Paradise. So there was much like a... Much superior paradise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Much, much superior paradise. <laughs> Yeah, but Coolio was not impressed. Although he, I did read something where he got older and kind of apologized for that. and was like, you know what, that, that was overreacting a little yeah. bit. So. Yeah. Maybe. And that's we, it. And did really, we, do there we was... know where Weird Al was when Coolio died? I'm just saying. I'm... Oh, we're, we're, we're trying for the, the Biggie Tupac thing oh, out of Weird Al, Weird Al and Tupac? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we don't know. No. Huh. That's interesting conspiracy youtube video to follow <laughs> all right so for this week's edition of the world famous three old geeks top three list gentlemen with 15 minutes on the timer what are your top three most deceiving titles for any media and go! So my first one is going to be... Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's the sequel to a great film. I don't know that it was great, but it was it was groundbreaking at the time. And that would be Blair Witch 2. It had nothing to do with either the Blair Witch Project nor the Blair Witch. Until Blair Witch 3. But Blair Witch 2 had nothing so to do with So sort of a Halloween that. 3 in the series? Like Halloween 3 had nothing to do with right. Michael Myers and stuff yes. like that? Okay. Yeah. Bastard, that was one night. Really? Yeah, because it had nothing to do with Halloween. I mean, the, the Halloween movie. You, you, at, at that point, you established Halloween was about Michael Myers. Yeah. And so this movie was Halloween 3, so you think it's going to be Michael Myers, and it's not. It's a misleading title. Yeah. Well, 
So, so does that qualify as your number three then, or no, would you like it? to substitute another one in there? Sir? Uh, I will substitute because someone ruined my whole thing. <laughs> uh, I will go uh, the movie Coyote Ugly. <laughs> yeah, because not one of the women in there was Coyote no, Ugly. No, 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 none no. of them. Yeah, I, it, it had nothing to do with coyotes. It had nothing to do with ugly. Yeah, so it was totally deceptive. Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, uh, I'm going to start with my number three as false advertising for a movie that you guys like and I think is fucking stupid. <laughs> and that is... Trasherella. <laughs> don't ever badmouth Trasherella. <laughs> the never-ending story. Because I got news for you, fellas. It ended. The movie did. The story's still going on. The story's still going on. You're talking about it right now, so it's still going oh, on. Oh, shut up. The princess just got stronger. D- shut up. <laughs> fucking dragon that looks like a dog. Fucking stupid. He hates what dogs. Was, uh, I thought he was dog. Person. I am a dog guy. This fu- put a <laughs> dog in a dragon. What the fuck is, was the horse's name? Atreyu. Atreyu no. was the prince, I thought. Okay. Yeah, untied. Atreyu! What was the horse's name? The one that died? The one that died. The fucking horse dies yeah, in like it. Yeah, like a horrible... dark little kid's story. Movie. Yeah, Jesus does Christ. He, does he drown in a swamp or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, and it sucked all his life force out so he couldn't move and... It, no, don't die, Frisky! Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Frisky <laughs> the horse! <laughs> that would have made it better. <laughs> Frisky is no more. <laughs> and then they, you say her name. Say my name. Say my name. Oh, Frisky the horse. <laughs> um, no, I like that one. That sounds like it should be Supergirl's horse. Yeah, Comet. Comet the I want to fuck you horse. No, don't start that again. <laughs> what is your number two? What is your number two, Brian? My number two is a movie that we all went together to see and Birds review. Of prey? Birds of Prey. <laughs> Uh, it had nothing to do with the Birds of Prey. Uh, it had a Black Canary that was not a Black Canary. Uh, it had, um, a Huntress who was not a Huntress. She was the most interesting. She was the most interesting, and I thought she did the best job. Uh, you didn't have Batgirl. You didn't have Oracle. Cassandra Cain was horrible. Cassandra Cain was not Cassandra Cain. Oh, she was the opposite of Cassandra Cain. I have to poop out this gem. (laughs) And Harley Quinn should have, well, you know what? No, she wasn't Harley Quinn. Other than one scene, she almost gets raped. In the- yeah, that was a stupid. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was the whole rapey scene was bad. Yuck! I haven't watched that movie again. I haven't either. Oh, I'm never watching it again. <laughs> Challenge there, accepted. There was there was nothing redeeming about that movie. When you when I'm going oh that guy's like you and McGregor except he sucks it, it would turn out it was you and McGregor yeah that, that's not a good movie. Boy, we all could use some sleep. I can tell right yeah. now. Oh, a little Shit. bit. Keith, what is your number two? My number two is on the title. I guess I'm going like never any story with him. Scary movie. Oh yeah. Isn't that ironic, though, as opposed to misleading? I don't know. Is it ironic? I think they're trying to be ironic by saying, like, we're just going to, this is a generic scary movie. Okay, so veto that and go to another one. 
Uh, <laughs> Dances with Wolves? They didn't dance with wolves. Yeah, they did. But his name was Dances with Wolves. Was it? Was yeah, it? That's what, that's what Kevin Costner's Native American name was. They called him Dances with Wolves. Did, but did Dance with Wolves? Why would they call him that? Because he, he, he did that thing with the wolf where it kind of attacked him, but he like kind of fought it off. Shouldn't be fighting with wolves then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So I got to go to another one here? Uh, okay. What about The Happening? No, I'll go, I'll go to this one. Uh, Friday the 13th, the TV show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Had nothing to do with Friday the 13th. No. Wasn't that the, the curiosity shop with all yes, the yes, murderous yes, exactly. implements yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. I actually thought that was... I no, it was a good show. It was, no, I, lo- I like the show. show but, but it had nothing to do with Friday the 13th. And that the red-headed woman in that was just... Wow. <laughs> we have to go there. Yes. Wow. It had nothing to do with... And she only had one name. That was sexy, too. Because <laughs> you only have to remember one name that you can't remember? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... She was... Uh, she was hot. Number two. Well, uh, number two so is I can actually shoot it down because this is a, been actually it's kind of boring, but it's a great movie, and Brian turned me on to it. Oh, Brazil. Oh, I thought you. Were oh, uh, yes, that has nothing, nothing to do with Brazil. Brazil. I don't even the the it's something like the score that opens the movie is like something something Brazil overture of Brazil or something like that, which is the only I and I didn't do, you know do a bunch of research or whatever, but. That was like the only thing that had anything to do with Brazil in that entire movie. It didn't take place in Brazil. It didn't reference Brazil. Don't know where it came from, but totally uh, had nothing to do with the movie. No. No, it didn't. No. I don't know why it was there. Oh, so I am going to... um, No, you aren't. Yeah. I'm going to both Dr. Rich and Lance. And Lance, oh dear, my number one. Oh dear, yes. I think the universe is about to I'm implode. Trying to figure out how this could work. This is so, called Brianing something. No, Brian's <laughs> when you get really deep and esoteric and surprising. So the first was going to be uh, most of all of the '80s horror movies that had a final chapter. <laughs> four movies before the final chapter. So it's like Kiss's final tour. <laughs> well, that was going to be the other. Every final tour of the fucking 80s, except for Supertramp, who did a final tour and never came back. But the Stones, the Who, Kiss, uh, they all did final tours, and they all came back. And they're they're, they're touring this year. Jesus Christ. The Doobie Brothers just had their 50th anniversary tour. Yeah. When we went out of town, it was at the hotel we were at. Really? Yeah. We we went to go park. And the parking lot was full. I mean, we had parked in a gas station parking lot, like, half a mile away. Wow. Yeah. So I got to listen to Doobie Brothers for free. That was cool. That <laughs> was cool. But oh, black water, t- keep on yeah. rolling. Taking it to the streets. Mississippi moon. Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. it to the street. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And whoa. But I, I guess rolls. they said that, that week they booked 600 rooms. Wow. So it's like, luckily we were in earlier, but yeah, it was crazy. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a real. I didn't even think, because yes, everybody did have a final tour. Yeah. Although Motley Crue's final tour was this last two years or something like that. And the I last they, two years they did the final tour. Yeah, yeah. With the original lineup <laughs> or whatever, I'm sure they'll do something or whatever. 
All right, Keith, what's your uh, what's your number one? Uh, well, my number one is the world famous three old geeks top three list. We're not world famous. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. It is so misleading. You, you think a lot of people listen to this thing? You are. It is so misleading. <laughs> I, the only reason I can legally get away with calling it world famous is because at one time we did have global listeners. But it was famous. <laughs> okay, the world got yeah, famous. Like, what was it? World known? That yeah. doesn't exactly roll off the, the tongue. Global. Once, once you're famous, you're famous. I'm not calling it the global phenomenon for Christ's sake. I'm saying world famous. Oh, that I like. Okay, it's global phenomenon so, from so, now so on. I'm, I like uh, that. I'm gone. That's misleading. And the redhead was Roby. Uh, though she does have a first name. Okay. So you're wrong again. No, they just called her Roby. Okay. So what is your number one? Well, my number one is completely boring compared to that bit of comedy that genius. That was fucking great. That was fucking great. Wow. What do you I'm got? Trying to re- I'm trying to respond. Yeah, I would. I, I shut down all my other ones. I, I had to go with I, this one. I can't. I, I can't that top good. that. Uh, I was going to go a lance on it when they both because they both involve dogs. And one of them is Salvador Dali film called The Andalusian Dog, which doesn't have a dog in it. And the other one is Reservoir no Dogs. Dog. That has, no dog. has, has a dog in it. That was on my list, too. <laughs> uh, and let's also throw in Black Dog, because, well, that has nothing to do with uh, the What's song the Zeppelin. That's true. Black Dog. All right. Well, uh, fellas, we've got uh, four and a half minutes left Holy to talk shit. honorable mentions. I um this was my backup and I never watched the show, but let me run this past you. Lost means you don't know where you are, yet to me, if you're always on the island, then you aren't lost because you know where you are. Well, but you're, but you're also lost, lost to the rest of the world. Is that no one okay. else can find so you. So strike that one yeah. down. Because the island you can't find the island. Yeah. Okay. Or Trying to follow that motherfucker, you get lost. You get yeah, lost. Yeah. I, I never watched or, the show, so I can't make it. If claim. everyone was dead in purgatory, they were lost. Oh, way to spoil it, Keith! <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> how long's it been? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, fuck you, Lance. Where's fuck you, Lance? Ever, I think. <laughs> Brian gets all the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they did learn though that you can't just put shit in a, a show and and hopefully it'll call come around at the end. Yeah, no, they they, they I have never heard of anything that wrote itself into a corner worse than oh, that. It, yeah, the problem wasn't that it wrote itself into a corner. The problem was it it had an ending, and the ending was supposed to come like third season. They tried to stretch it to five, and that's why it was popular. Yeah, so. they just kept on going diff- down different paths that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talk about something making sense. The Happening. You see that movie? Nothing happens in it, really. <laughs> Is that uh, uh, Marky Wahlberg? And it's a. Uh, it's a I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say. Mom Ding M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, I think it is. So nothing it's happened during The Happening? Not really, no. Li- grass moved, and the trees moved, and. Had to make Is that the one with the friends spoilers? with the plants? Yeah. Yes. We had to make friends with the plants. And the guy Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> we had to make friends with the plants? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because that was the villain of the story. The plants. The, the plants. environment. Yeah. The environment, yeah. That attacked okay, us. Okay, that yeah, no, that's <laughs> I, Wow. 
okay, no. <laughs> or the the show Good Times. There's no good. There's time. no good times in that show. No. That was yeah. <laughs> Cabrini Green or that, whatever. Yeah, it was a shot in Cabrini Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no good times. Yeah. Well, whatever Jimmy J.J. Walker... Dynamite! ...showed up on the screen, he was a delight, but I can't... Yeah, other than that, it was kind of depressing. <laughs> well, the one Jackson girl started on that. Janet. Yeah, her. And before she went to um, Facts of Life. Yes. Wow, it was... Nice. <laughs> You're done. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the I don't... The fact that this was going on 15 minutes, that's misleading, too. <laughs> We got to kind this of drag it show out. Is... <laughs> Trying to drag it out. It is funny that it is misleading because this is. <laughs> say go in 15 fucking minutes. And it's not really a top. It's not really a top of the heap list, if you think. And about we it. always go more than three. So top three. <laughs> top three is, yeah, because we can answer Dr. Rich. This whole show is misleading. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's what I love about it is. Uh, how much time we got left? <laughs> Let's, let's see how long you Thankfully, we've got a minute. Oh, that's not bad at all. Uh, back to Friday the 13th, uh, that TV show. The TV show, which had nothing to do with um, the... Uh, Jason Voorhees show? Yeah. Movies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they had they did have Friday the 13th final chapter. They did have Halloween the final chapter. They did have Freddy's Nightmare final chapter. Uh, and they all came back. I don't know if uh, Aliens had a final chapter. I don't it think never so. Never did, because I knew they were going to try to wring as much money yeah. as possible out of that. Yeah. Well, they could. They could. I guess if there's another uh, Predator versus Aliens either came out or is coming out. But it's a piece of shit. That's what I've heard. Um, Jaws of Revenge. <laughs> 3D. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I usually try to do like the wacky closing bit on this, and uh, I'm not going to. That was our top three most misleading uh, titles. Please and come back. We hope time. we haven't misled you. We did. We did. Yeah, big time. All right, well, the podcast is about to get a lot worse because we are talking about, and we had to skip one due to uh, logistics uh, yeah. issues. So we're skipping ahead to number 29 on Tubi's list of the worst movies ever, and that is 1955's Bride of the Monster, written and directed by podcast favorite Ed Wood, co-written by Alex Gordon, and starring podcast favorites Bella Lugosi, Tor Johnson, Tony McCoy, and Loretta King. And uh, this movie is a just absolute delight. Uh, Wasn't it Dracula versus Frankenstein? You had the monster, you had the, the hypnotizing. It was Dracula versus Frankenstein. This you, had, you had Dracula turning into Frankenstein. <clears throat> yeah. Tor Johnson was my Frankenstein. <laughs> You know, I kept watching this. I was a little surprised when I saw Ed Wood. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know this was an Ed Wood film. The dialogue was not Ed Wood dialogue. It wasn't because it was co-written. Ah. It was, so this was a script that had been floating around for a while. And then he convinced, I think it was Samuel uh, Z. Arkoff to produce this or whatever for American International or something like that. Uh -huh. So this wasn't... This had... This had Woodsy in moments in it, like yes. you could tell where he touched up the script, 
in his mind. But yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't uh, quite as uh, woodsy in the, as far as a, the, the stiff and and uh, procedural dialect. It wasn't as wooden as the other one. Yes. Yeah. Which is what I, I kept going, wow. Oh, and this one's got the famous word. They kind of made it famous in the, the Ed Wood movie with uh, Bela Lugosi, you know, hunted, despised, you know, yes. living like an animal in this jungle hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching that I was watching that, that part, and I was like, man, Landau fucking nailed yes. that. Yeah. He, re- he actually did it better than Bella, but Bella was on heroin at the time. So, But, yeah, so you've got uh, Dr. Vornoff hiding uh, out in the swamps with his... Uh, octopus monster trying to make his race of atomic superman and yes. uh the the plucky gal reporter and her fiance uh detective uh trying to figure out what is going on in a, in a scooby-doo like manner yeah that was the story is not great no but i think marvel owes them a lot of money this whole because radiation turning into superhuman yeah that isn't at all marvel's thing so i think marvel owes Ed Wood's estate, a lot of money. That, but that was like, no, no, like, in the, it, like in the Golden Age, it was chemicals. In the in the Silver Age, it was all atomic radiation. Yeah, no, but this was fifty five, so this was during the Golden Age still when he came up with it. And Marvel started doing it in the early sixties, like five six years later. Huh? I'm just saying. Yeah, but you can't say that that wasn't an because like all the atomic horror movies of the fifties, they, they weren't superheroes. But, the, but you can't tell me that that didn't have an influence on superheroes, though. If you were sitting there watching, you every Saturday night you're going okay, to a movie and, and the radiation... Got, everyone is, got radiated in the movies ended badly. Not They didn't become... Well, that's where maybe somebody thought and said, what happens if it was positive? If you were bitten by a radioactive yeah, his spider. name was Ed Wood. What if you got blown up by a gamma bomb? Yeah, his name was Ed survived. Wood. And survived. You would be green. <laughs> you shut out gray. Turn green. Turn gray. That'd be a red one. <laughs> but he burns. Where they kill? What's the fucking other doctor's name? <laughs> Varnov. No, it's Varnov and Sarkov, isn't it? Or... Oh no. Um. Yeah. Uh, no. It was, it was the, the worst sounding like Russian. It was like Doctor Provsky or something. God, what, I gotta now. I gotta look it up. <laughs> Make him do work like that. <laughs> now I gotta look it up. It was it was like Trotsky, but a really Trotsky. bad version of Trotsky. <laughs> Got the Trotsky, yeah. Ah, yeah. And if you type Professor in Strauski, Strauski, his death scene, <laughs> I was fucking crying. I actually, I. How long did that thing go on? Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> And then Vardoff would have a couple lines and, and yeah. Tor would... Uh, and then you'd hear it again. Ah. Vardoff! Ah, ah. The hunt, the, actually, the, the hunter at the beginning. That was the one that got me. Where it was like... It was it went on for like three minutes. And I kept picturing in my head, Oh no, get in there! Yeah, get in there. Flip, flip the tentacles around. Look like he's killing yeah. you! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the guy actually had a pretty good, a pretty good death scream or whatever. But yeah. it was just like... It, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good death scream for the first 30 seconds. And then after three minutes, it yeah. kind of got on my nerves. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, 
Yeah, so this one is the movie that was famously featured in, uh, in part of Ed Wood where they go and steal the rubber octopus from some other, like from Voyage of 20,000 Fathoms or something, but they forget the motor. Yeah. So, they're like, you know, literally the guys who are getting devoured by the octopus are like kind of flailing around. <laughs> yeah, they got to move it. <laughs> move the arms more, move the arms more. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you've got the uh, the killer atomic octopus in the swamp and then you've got uh, you've got uh, Bella Lugosi trying to make his race of atomic supermen. And then he finds out he was the one who would survive it. Yes, and he uh, puts on the platform shoes and uh, fights Tor. Yeah. Might better stop, man. Um, but <laughs> you think? I don't know if Tor can handle himself. Tor is a, a former professional wrestler yeah. and supposedly a, a legitimate tough guy. But uh, <laughs> the the... After Bella gets uh, irradiated, if you will, like when he's lurching his way through the sl- the swamp, and they're doing the close up on his face. Yeah, I was crying. Uh, there were a lot of a lot of really like, good moments. That, it, it, uh, uh, he looked like a he looked like a Chuck Jones slash um, Kevin McGuire like study in like <laughs> facial expressions. <laughs> Like, you know, like the one, like the one I kind of shut, like the one I like really yeah, big yeah, with like a kind of a crooked, it was just, it was amazing. Yes. And then of course he gets devoured by his own creature and there's a big mushroom cloud at the end because they, ta- he tampered in God's domain. Yeah. That was, uh, that's what he should not have done. No. That's They're tampering in God's domain. Yeah. That happens. So, uh, all in all, this was a fun movie to watch. Absolutely. It was. It's not a bad movie. It's entertaining. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it was. It was fun. Uh, I, it's got the little Ed Wood touches that you just love. <laughs> the, the, did you ever notice when anybody entered the house, they would they would specifically show them open the front door of the house, walk through the foyer, open the 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 door to the next room, and then close it, and then in the reverse yeah. close it. Yeah. They did that for anybody who walked into this house. Uh, it, it added nothing to the to, to the freaking story. You know what I thought was funny? Showed and I kept a real thinking, house uh, on stage. <laughs> That's what it showed. Come on. Ed uh, had it right. I thought uh, the fact that Janet Lawton, through most of the movie, uh, no, you are tired. You are tired. <laughs> You're tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Had to get okay. the, bell, the yeah. bella like the hand. Yes, Lucas Please. owes him money now too. And Lucas owes him money now too. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, these are not the droids you look for. Same yes. thing. It's the hand wave. It's the hand wave. But um, yeah, I thought it was funny that he just kept knocking her out through the whole thing. She just <laughs> oh yeah. Did they really need to put her in the bride's dress in order to convert her to an atomic superwoman? It's in the title of the movie. Wow, okay. You gotta it's, do. You it. gotta yeah. You gotta do something with the bride. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. boys, what do we rate Bride of the Monster on a B-movie scale? Oh, this is Ed Wood. Uh, yeah. It's an, <laughs> it's not Ed Wood's finest get, film, but it's up there. Wood, what's going on? Uh, no, it, 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 it's it's fun. It's a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's, it, this is up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a four. Yeah. And it would have been a five, except that it didn't have Ed Wood's dialogue. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, it was too good yeah. of a script. It's too yeah, good yeah. of a script. Yeah, I'll go four and a half. Oh, I gotta go. I'm, I'm gonna go four and a half. I love this one. <laughs> Do not meddle in God's domain. Uh, make me stop. 
right, so for this edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we watched 2016's Lady Blood Fight, uh, which was has a one of the sparsest Wikipedia pages I've ever seen. The only thing I could get was it was directed by a guy named Chris Nahan, N-A-H-O-N, and it stars stuntwoman Amy Johnson, uh, Muriel Hoffman, who is the most not Muriel, she played Chu. So she, she, the, the most misleading names ever. Uh, Jenny Wu and Kathy Wu. And the only way I can describe this is they did not have the rights to the name Bloodsport because this was literally should have been called Lady Bloodsport. Because they took lines out of Bloodsport for this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was that. And I, I was monumentally disappointed to find out that, that uh, Jane Johnson's uh, father was not... Jean-Claude Van Damme. He <laughs> couldn't oh. afford Jean-Claude He's Van Damme. doing anything these days. I oh. Uh, yeah, no. So, yes, you have a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, small-town waitress get invited to Hong Kong's Kumite martial arts competition. She didn't get invited. She went looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's she true. Everybody else got invited. Everyone else was invited. She got in a fight, and she got sick of the town. She's leaving... Because her father fought in Kumite, and she was going to go do that. She was going to go. She went to Hong Kong, and yes, she gets involved with the Kumite. She gets recruited by the uh, Shaolin mistress, Shu, or I should say master, because they called her a master in the movie, uh, Shu, and she learns the spiritual side of the martial arts as uh, Shu's rival gets a gal who apparently shot at Hot Topic and has the more martial end of the martial arts. And they tra- they train to face each other, and uh, the rest is pretty much, if you've seen Bloodsport, with the exception of the weapons uh, round, is pretty much Bloodsport. You have women from around the globe in, with their different martial arts styles, and I was really disappointed in the Brazilian chick. She said she she did capoeira, and she didn't do any capoeira, because capoeira, that's really a cool one. That's a lot of, like handstand kicks and some dancing involved and stuff like that. It's a pretty cool martial art, so. But you have uh, Bolo Young's character in the the uh, Sovieta, the Russian with the scars that look like she was out of a Road Warrior movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, yeah, so you've got the tournament style with all the different martial arts. And, uh, and Blood Fight is a apropos title because I have seen horror movies with less blood in it. Boy, they, they really beat yeah. the shit out of yeah. each other. There's, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood in this one. Uh, I was really disappointed in uh, the fact that uh, the Soviet chick killed Cassidy. The, the Australian, Australian I really Asian. liked her. I really liked her. This you movie, sort of knew she was going to die, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So oh, she yeah. befriended the she was the, Donald, yeah. she was the Donald Gibb character yeah, yeah. In, in Bloodsport. Yeah, yes. um, this movie was far better than it had a right to be. I was thinking the exact same thing. I, the, yeah. the, the, for, I was forget, not expecting to be good. Forget good. the acting. The acting is pretty much what you expect with a bunch of stunt yeah. women trying to re- read dialogue and, and act stuff like that. Although I thought Amy Johnson wasn't terrible. Nope. No. Uh, and I liked the, the two Asian women. Yes. And the girl that she trained, I liked her too. So as we go it's through it. Asian women then, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, one of them was named Muriel Johnson. Or Muriel, she was great. Muriel yeah. Hoffman, I'm yeah. sorry. She was yeah. great. Yes, as the kind of spiritual uh, Sifu, if you will. Yeah. Yes, she was great. She was funny. Uh, and then, of course, there's the backstory that uh, 
Jane Johnson's uh, father fought in the Kumite, and he was so good that uh, he mysteriously disappeared. He made it to the finals and then disappeared and never showed up for the finals. And never showed up for the finals. So and like the whole just... reason for the rivalry between Shu and the other Sifu was that uh, she thought that her brother... her. Her uh, her brother was engaged to Shu. He she thought he committed suicide, but it turns out it was the gambler all along who killed both the father and the brother slash fiance. So there was a backstory there. I thought they tied it together pretty nicely for a for a yeah not a really high budget film. Yeah, this reminded me of what was the one we did about a, six months back with what's her name. There was like the steampunk. It was the steampunk kung fu one. Oh, where she did the one. The one gal did everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what I, what I, it's not important. But yes. It 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 remind. It was like an independent film. It was a bunch of stunt women who knew what they were doing. It didn't. Yes. No, nobody struck me as like, oh, you shouldn't be in a fight scene, honey. Yeah. You know. I will say that uh, everybody was kind of like in yoga pants and they had kind of low cut tops and there was some porky style shower scenes yeah. and it was a little a little a little uh fan service a little fan service for the uh, the action the female action uh yeah. devotee if you will yeah myself uh, one of them but uh i don't think it was any more or less than would have been in any um male movie they always show them without their shirts on and yeah. they're oiled up and they're Da, 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 da. They always have the shower scene with the blood coming out, and they're oh, I have to, I have to get better. I have to be better, and I gotta oh, that's they always do that while they're wet. <laughs> no, no, they don't. No, they don't. Brian. <laughs> what kind of movies are you watching? We know what kind of movies oh, he that's watches. Right, yeah. <laughs> Did we have? This a- wasn't blood squirt. Oh, dear God. I got up early for this. Did we have a favorite fight scene in this movie? God damn it! Wow, the anger. There's much anger in him. <laughs> There's much anger in this one. <laughs> there is. Um, yes, I liked it. The ending fight scene was pretty good. With her and the Sovieta. I was, um, I kind of saw where it was going since they had the two rival teachers teaching the, the two students, so I kind of knew that was yes. going to be fun. Because it's like, like um, Bloodsport, Sovieta would have been, in your typical movie, it would have been Sovieta was the monster, you know, that you had to overcome or whatever. I would like the fact that she was in the second. Yes. Yeah. The, the last fight, she was like the... the Semi-finals, yeah. But, um, yes, I, I actually really did like that fight because that was the, the whole heroic uh, fighting spirit comeback type of a thing. Yes. And uh, the last kick that Jane throws, that kind of like throw everything you have into this one roundhouse and then collapse after, yeah. that was pretty, I have to admit, that was pretty cool. And that then everybody cool. waiting. Da-da-da-da. Keith, did you have a favorite fight out of this movie? I actually thought the fights with weapons were pretty cool. You know what? Yeah, and again, it was Perfect. a bunch of stunt women who really yeah. knew what they were yeah. doing. Yeah. I thought, I thought just the variety of weapons... It didn't seem like you got to select your weapons. <laughs> they went, you get this one, yeah. you get this one. I'm like, because <sighs> I don't, I didn't remember Jane training with no any with weapon any weapons whatsoever. And all of a sudden she got like the double hand sword. I'm like, that's a big, long, lanky thing. It's not sweeping. That's actually um, 
in uh, out of Japan. That is a naganata, which is a, a, a considered. There was female samurais, and female samurais actually fought with a. It was especially a spear with a sword blade on the end of it. Uh, so that I actually thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I thought that fight was cool when she broke it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A lucky a lucky beanball. Yeah. To win that, that was, one, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was that was a little. Eh. I like the other one where the girl got stabbed. And she just kept the girl couldn't move the, the spear because she had it pinned against herself. I'm like, she's going after. Him. I'm like, it was a nunchuck. Yeah. Wasn't it? And I'm like, holy shit, that's like okay, hardcore. I'm take the yeah. pain and I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, it's like the, when they drive it all the way through and work their way down yeah, to, yeah. to punch him. <laughs> And I like the final kick where she kicks her out of the ring yeah, into and the into the water. Into the that was bay. a fucking yeah. great stunt. It was. So all in all, kind of a nifty little independent, you know, far better than chick fight been. movie for lack of a better term. Far better than it had any right to be. Yep. The fights were were good. Yep. I, the cab work is a, a little. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A little chop. I mean, it was there was a lot of cuts. That, yeah, you know, it was it, it was a very. They didn't know. They didn't know how to do action well. Framing yeah. it. They had problem framing. Yeah, and the, you didn't get to see the dance as much as some of the other ones we no. watched or stuff. It was a lot of they moved a lot of camera cutting and close jumpy and, camera yeah. and yeah. There wasn't. Um, it didn't flow as well. There wasn't I mean, the fight the scenes. There wasn't. Yeah. There was no dance. Yeah, where there should have been, in yeah. this one especially. Uh, yeah, the the most dance you got it was like the 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 fight to the standstill between the two masters at the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you could not have had like more of a video game like ones in like a white dress and ones in a black dress and eh, whatever. <laughs> but in a, all in all, a fun a fun little uh, escapade, uh, gentlemen. How many deadly venoms do we give Lady Blood fights? I give it three and a half. It's better than average. Yeah, I agree. Solid three and a half star movie. If you like to see uh, scantily clad women, I shouldn't say scantily clad. If you like to see attractive women beating the hell out of each other, a ton of blood, check this one out. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so Disney dropped the latest Star Wars offering, and uh, we're just gonna catch up and do all four of these stinking episodes, and that is Andor. So not we- Andor. Not Endor. There is no Ewoks on this thing, God. Endor. I would have enjoyed Endor better. <laughs> Big Ewok fan, are you? No, but this yeah. is, this is boring Andor, not worth watching. And you are so incorrect on that, I cannot even believe it. Really? Really? I loved it. I can barely stay awake during it. All right. Now there's a heights coming, I know, so that's what you got. But they My ears but there's bricked no, up when I heard we're no, stealing the payroll. But there's been no heisting yet. <laughs> All right, so we've got four episodes. We've got Casa, That Would Be Me, Reckoning, and El Donahue. So we've got the backstory of uh, Cassian Andor, who was the head or the one of the spies in Rogue One, yeah. who stole the plans for the Death Star. Uh, he starts out as uh, an indigenous people on a uh, empire-occupied planet where there's a mining operation. Very uh, weird that, did, did you notice in all the, the scenes that, like when during his childhood there was no adults? Yes. It was more was, of a Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord of the yeah. Flies type of a thing. One of his uh, buddies gets killed, 
and he smashes up the control unit for the uh, mining operation or whatever, and then they make reference like, well, oh yeah, they whatever planet that he was from, uh, they they say it's uh, off limits because it's an industrial accident and like the entire mining operation got destroyed and it's a poison planet now or something like that, which I thought was kind of interesting. This is absolutely, and I can see Keith where you said this was boring. This is a total slow burn. Like I think I they didn't live it yet, but that's okay. Slow burn. <laughs> but yes, he's he's kind of a, a guy on a, a salvage planet, if you will. And they, it seems like the the, the major uh, industry on this planet is salvaging old wrecked starships or whatever. And uh, he goes. He's looking for his sister. And he goes to a, a, a corporation-run planet and kills two security guards or whatever. So they're all out after him. And uh, he is trying to get his way off of the planet he's on. He's got some Imperial whatnot that uh, he's trying to sell. And he runs into uh, Skellen Skarsgård, who offers to buy it. But he says, I've been keeping an eye on you, and I think you'd make a good spy, essentially. And... Uh, they confront the uh, corporate uh, security guards in episode three in a pretty good shootout in a, a warehouse with a bunch of, like, engines suspended from chains. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and he gets dumped in the middle of a heist with three days left to go. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, Keith, you thought it was boring. Yeah, maybe a heist would be interesting, but this was, yeah... It, it was Star Wars Pickers edition. I didn't, uh... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> to take the least interesting character from Rogue One and give him his own show. Way to go, Disney. I'm giving thumbs up. You can't see it on the... You, the, you, the gestures don't come across on the audio. I here. know, but I'm learning from Brian. <laughs> He's always giving me gestures. I got a gesture for you. Well, that's what I always get. Uh, your your uh, description of it. Was way more interesting. Far more exciting than the show is and, and about two hours less. Yes. Okay. The My thought after watching the fourth episode. Mine was, wait, wait, mine was, how many more are there? We could look, <laughs> look that up. I think it's I think eight. It's, I think it goes to ten or twelve. Yeah. It's, I'm like, oh, God. Twelve. Okay. So we're a third of the way through. All right. Oh, but shit. My thought was. Keith, I think you said it the best, that Marvel just takes different genre movies and puts a superhero in it. And to me, this was a John le Carre spy novel set in the Star Wars universe. Do you do you oh, not care about any of the characters in John le Carre's books? Yeah. There's no really... There's no character I'm like, wow, that's a cool character. Why does... Oh, I thought Skellen Skarsgård was awesome. Uh, he's as, fucking he's awesome a great actor, but his character... But why does he have to wear a wig? Because he's a, he's a flamboyant antique dealer in his alter ego and his cover identity. Yes, that's why. I actually thought that was the one wig, of the best parts. Wig makes you flamboyant. I cut my hair because of that. Yeah, I was too flamboyant. Yeah, you were getting way flamboyant. <laughs> way flamboyant. Wow. Okay. Wow, I, Star Wars Brian getting getting hate on st- something Star Wars. I know it's weird. It, um, well, you know what? I think Keith summed it up. Take the least interesting character in Rogue One. I could think of a hundred characters in Star Wars that I would prefer the to two, see the story even, of the, the two, two Jedi, yeah, yeah the, Temple the, the Guards, Danny Yang, uh, Danny Yang, and the other guy. Yeah. That'd be much better story. Yeah, 
them stealing the payroll. Just shove them in there, and it's like, oh yeah, I can see them getting it. I don't see Cass Cassian. Cassian Andor. I don't yeah. see him getting anything. Just but shot. Uh, you know what? It's it's just following kind of a clueless guy through a life that just keeps coming at him. And it's it's not a very. I mean, it's a it's a no. It's not a very interesting life. It's just one. And thing I don't think he's gonna be the reluctant hero or the you know the you know the guy you don't see making it who's gonna make it. It's not gonna be anything that interesting. I don't. Think. Yeah. So far. I mean, I know. Wait, did I, he die in Rogue's One? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, him so, and the the gal were left yeah. on the planet where they tested out the dust. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah, that's how it ended. All right. Well, uh, I thought it was interesting because in the three prequels, it was all the trade guilds and these corporations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this seemed to be the last failure of a corporation because there, there, that, that, there was all that great interaction with the like the Imperial secret police. I thought that stuff was great. Uh, the guy who was the, in charge of the the Imperial security yeah. or something was uh, one of my from a, one of my British show detective shows. He's the boss and he was fantastic. Um, and I liked the the malaise of the like the sergeant in charge of the planet or whatever like. Oh, please, are we really going to, you know, investigate the death of these two idiots, you know, obviously, I just, and then the, the ambitious, young lieutenant guy. Yeah. Um, I thought that, I actually liked that whole part of the story. Yes. More than almost anything to do with Andor. Yes. Um, and then, of course, they, they bring in Mon Mothma, who's famously the Imperial Senator, who was like the head of the rebellion. She's in, she's in New Hope and stuff like that. And there's some conflict with between her and her husband. He invites all these. I mean, and if you think about it, like Star, how many Star Wars things have you seen with the dinner party involved? True. You True. know, I thought yeah. that was kind of all oh, these people hate me, and I'm going to have to sit on the other end of the table and stuff like that. This was not your typical Star. I mean, like this was the opposite of your typical Star Wars. Yes. There was only one act really. Other than the 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 when he kills the two uh, security guards, there's not really a bunch of action beats in this one. There's the one shootout with the uh, the security guys and the like I said in the warehouse with the hanging motors or whatever. Um, so I could see where if you were expecting you know you know rollicking adventure types thing, I, I just it's it's to me it's just a different it's it shows you the the espionage involved with the rebellion. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Okay. That's been a lot of espionage, but like, yeah, I and I think we got enough politics in the real world to really want to see more in this. No, I, you know what, I'm, I'm going to agree with Lance on this. It is an interesting, uh, it's a different take on it. I, I seriously I, think they said let's let's do a, a slow burn, John Lacar novel set in the Star Wars universe, and you know maybe, and you know what, to Keith's point, do, am I rooting for Cassian Andor? No. When his when when it, Alan Tudyk voices the his voices his I forget it K two S O or whatever yeah. if he gets K two S O during the course of this it will immediately change the entire trajectory I'll have of this someone show. Someone to root for, and you know he's not going. I like killed. We got that. Whole I liked and I liked the dro- I liked the kind of sad sack like malfunctioning droid. I thought that was kind of a neat like powering yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't receive phone calls without <laughs> charging what. And obviously, I can't take internal voices. I have to play it over a speakerphone because it's like having your speakerphone all, on all the time. You talk to a robot through the comlink. It doesn't necessarily have to be projected to everyone here. He was malfunctioning. 
He was. <laughs> I know. Very convenient, just at the right time, as always. Uh, yeah, I thought that whole part was stupid. There was, there's a lot of stupid in this. A lot of stupid. There's a lot of not stuff I don't care about. I don't want to say stupid. Just again, I go boring. Yeah, it's not that I. I mean, everybody has their story, and not all of them need to be told. Okay, would I have rather seen the the you know if you're talking a different you're talking taking a genre film and putting it in the Star Wars universe? Would I have rather seen the criminal underworld on Tatooine with like the huts and stuff like that, where they kind of touched on that in like Boba Fett? Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. I would. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see the Godfather set in Star Wars That'd universe. Awesome. Yes, I, I'd like to see Mission Impossible more. Than well, hopefully that this heist. I mean, and I'm looking forward to this heist, and it's probably going to break my heart. But uh, I, the minute I heard ice, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. We, I knew as soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay, Lance is like watching this for sure. Well, this has got to tie into where he appears in Rogue One, so. I mean, we're looking at the end of his life. It's hard to. There's no tension. We know. You know I mean, he's. He, it, there's no. You know he's gonna. You know where he's gonna die. So there's no jeopardy attached. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this one sounds like it's gonna be a struggle for you two boys. Fortunately, they're only like forty minutes apiece. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Okay. And it may pick up. You know what? Like you said, a slow burn. And and I I like where you kind of took it. And so now I'll watch with a, a different eye. But. Uh, all right, this should be an interesting series based on everybody's opinions here. Stick with us on this one. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so uh, we are following along on the latest Marvel offering on the Disney app, and that is She-Hulk, uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and we just watched Episode 7, The Retreat. So you have... Uh, the abominations. What is it? Is the neutralizer? Not the neutralizer. The um, what do they call that? Uh, the device that keeps him from turning into abomination or whatever malfunctions. The uh, his parole officer convinces Jen to accompany him to that whack job or what was he had a great yeah. like a whack a yeah wackadoo that wackadoo uh, uh, farm that he keeps or whatever. So she ends up going there after dating the groomsman. From the wedding she met, and boy, you guys nailed the, you guys nailed that on the head that he was a bad guy. Yeah, and uh, she gets ghosted by him, and and she she gets involved with <laughs> the uh, therapy group, the that, best therapy group. Oh ever. God, Manbull El Aguila. uh, Saracen, who I'd never heard of until this point. And a spot on. Don't forget the record. The re- Well, okay, we'll get to the record in a second. A spot on porcupine. The co- porcupine costume was the best Marvel costume I've seen since like World War II Captain America. It, it is. It was. I was. I, it was I, it was. I was stunned. It's like the picture came to life. Yes. And then you've got uh, like a Bob Layton drawing come to life or whatever. And then you the, the Wrecker shows up and basically dashes my hopes of getting a credible Wrecking Crew in this series. Yeah. Because he's the sensitive, I'm getting in touch with my feelings Wrecker, not the, the tough guy. Blue collar. Blue yeah. collar, knucklehead. Yeah. That, you know, can take, you know, that gives a beating and takes a beating. So yeah. that's out the window. When I saw that in my own lance, it's so deflated. So, um, I did the. <laughs> 
codependency issues between El Aguila and Manbull were a delight. I, I, I honestly, I, I do not laugh out loud an awful lot anymore, and I was laughing out loud between those two guys. It was funny. Yes, it was. It was, it was probably some of the highlights of the whole show so far. Uh, I, I am not a, it may seem like it, but I am not a matador. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept going yeah, yeah, yeah. with that. And they even they even did the whole uh, uh, he could use his bioelectricity through his sword or whatever, which is right out of uh, I think he's appeared <clears throat> twice or something like that. I remember him from Marvel Universe, thinking like, oh, that's kind of an interesting looking guy or whatever, like a Zoro with powers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jen Walters in desperation, ghosted mode, not the best look. No. You know, the closer they get to the comic, the the less interesting it is as a TV show. Because <laughs> there's really nothing happening. I thought it was a fun episode in that uh, she did an excellent job of someone being ghosted. And the whole part with you send them the text, what did you say? Oh, to, and then, you so you didn't text, well, you, oh, no. Oh, you yeah. didn't, oh yeah. God. <laughs> that was so funny. And I like what, <laughs> what they're doing with Tim Roth. It's just yeah. funny as shit. The Abomination is going to be great. It reminds me of um, Bane in uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> but you know what? Let's. It's not leading anywhere. No. That's the thing. So is is this? If they're going to use her in the major Marvel, is, is this just a standalone thing, and you're never going to see her in, the, in like an Avengers film or something like that? Or is this going to get murderously serious in the next three episodes, and they're going to introduce Daredevil, and you know uh, they're going to have uh, I don't know uh, Harpy or something like that show up because they inject the blood, you know, her blood into somebody, and they I turn still into think a gamma it's monster. Or something. Into the leader, I you know what I think that that you're probably right on that. That is so this you, the leader. Dare I say it? Is this whole series going to be just so they can do the post credit scene at the end of episode it's just nine? A it, like like all the other shows have been more or less to a movie. That seems to be what they're using these for. Loki, Scarlet Witch, or WandaVision, whatever. The Captain America Falcon. They're all just segues to movies. Yeah. And so you're thinking these. So you're thinking all these series are just for that that last yeah. episode post credit scene that'll set up it, for it the just to get people prepared for because you can't make the movies as often as these. So <clears throat> these are nice two months setup for a movie that's coming out. They're really long trailers. What is the next movie coming up, by the way? I don't even know. I don't remember. Okay. okay. Couldn't be that great, then. Uh, is it Black Panther? Oh, that's right. Yeah, what kind of November? Yeah. Yes. So. So, a cute episode. And funny moments. Uh, I, again, I, I can't figure out why it's called Attorney Law. She does no law work that I can tell. I mean, other than, a, yeah, other than, you know, Donnie Blaze, poor Donnie Blaze. I don't, and she really has not done much attorney work at all. No, but they've had her in the office and they've yeah, had her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, have she, not she's, introduced. She's up for Attorney of the Year. Yeah, because uh, she's famous. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of a, that's a, uh, she a barely, knock. she barely won cases. It's a knock on, uh, 
on attorneys? No, uh, <laughs> on the American Bar Association. <laughs> no, on the um, social media kind of immediate popularity and superstardom, and that really isn't doesn't have anything to do with what they're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> you were going Again, somewhere for I, a No, I was. I was. And you're like, oh, oh, no, 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 I don't know. I don't know. You know that the, she's going to run into Josh again at the super villain hideout. Oh, yeah. And and, yeah. Like I said, he's going to be with the leader or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to find out she was really, he was really only interested in her as She-Hulk. Because of the blood. Yes. Yeah, that was her whole bit was that she, she, that's why she's so uh, desperate to hear from this guy because he liked her for Jen and not yeah, for She-Hulk. Yes. Which actually, her little her little monologue was kind of good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, but I think the 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 breaking the wall they don't they don't do it enough or it just they'll do it once and it just if you're gonna do it do it commit. Not like hey we'll have a recap here. Yeah. No, that was funny though. It I actually funny. thought that was it pretty was funny, good. but you should do it more often. Otherwise, it just seems really out of place. Yeah, uh, that's true. I. They set the formula up that you're going to get a, at least one fourth wall break every episode. I, I'm used to it, I guess. I don't know. I'm willing to see where it goes. I don't think we're going to see Daredevil till the last episode. I don't think so either. Uh, and I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I just hope it doesn't meander towards getting there. You know what I mean? We're going to find out what the blood is for. I think that the leader is probably the best bet. Again, he's supposed to be in uh, Captain America. Yeah. Well, movie so i assume that's what this is alluding to and the leader is supposed to be in something else too isn't he oh captain the captain yeah wow tired yay (laughs) all right well kind of a middle of the road episode we got three left here so let's see where it goes and hopefully they're gonna bring stiltman in damn it Ooh, the three old geeks are now on youtube Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.